if you can do that and you can make yourself memorable through your copy or through your brand theme then you know that's a really fantastic thing to to do and that leads me on to this next point really nicely <laughs> because um theming your copy is is one of the ways that I say is kind of the ultimate way I guess to kind of add personality and to stand out. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to share this episode with you. I am talking with Hayley Maxwell, a brand copywriter, all about how you can banish boring copy. This is a jam-packed episode, so make sure you grab a pen and paper because I know that you're going to get so much out of it. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, gorgeous. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me. Oh, how have you been going? Are you enjoying the podcast? Are you getting a lot out of it? If you are, then I would love you to leave a review and you can actually just go to suzechadwick.com forward slash podcast review and it will take you right there. How easy is that? Yeah, so easy. So I would love you to leave a review because it does help other people to find me. So I'd love you to help a girl out and do that. But listen, today I am chatting with Hayley Maxwell, a brand messaging coach, copywriter, ferocious ice cream eater and leopard print lover. It's true. It's true. You'll see in the video and not necessarily in that order. (laughs) She's been honing her skills since the early 2000s, helping government entities, charities, global corporations, small businesses, and talented businesswomen to master their message and then bring it to rip-roaring life with compelling copywriting that inspires action. Her mission is to help her clients become memorable, meaningful, and the only real choice for people they really want to help. So in today's episode, we're talking all about how you can banish boring website copy for good and I'm telling you now Haley's bringing the goods so this is a jam-packed episode with things that I know can really help you there are a couple of things that Haley shared in this episode that I am definitely going to be doing in my business a couple of new ideas as well so super excited to dive in I know you're going to need a notepad and pen as well but Haley has also provided a freebie for you, which you can grab in the show notes all about copywriting with personality, which I've grabbed myself and I love. So make sure you check it out. But we're going to dive straight into this episode because it's a long one and there's a lot in it. So why wait, I say, let's get going. Hayley, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Hello, hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm sick, but I'm good. (laughs) We were just talking about it. We'll be really nasally in this episode because both of us have got a bit of a cold, but that's okay. (laughs) That's all good, all good. Uh, And so I am super excited to have you on. You are one of my gorgeous Amplify ladies as well. And I love everything that you talk about when it comes to copy 
and, uh, you know, marketing and just kind of not being bland, which is what we're all about really here yeah. on the Brand yeah. Builders Lab podcast and generally in business. And so I was excited to have you on to talk about banishing boring copy. Yep, I think, yeah, it's something we've all got today. I think, you know, stumping out the vanilla is what I like to what I like to call it because uh, I don't think there's anything worse than than beige, boring, vanilla copy or, or beige, boring, vanilla ice cream, actually, come to think of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's nice with apple pie or something. Oh, true, true. Yeah, maybe that's, I'll, I'll let it, you have that one. It's got its place maybe sometimes. But no, exactly. that's so good. And so how did you kind of get into this space? Um, so I've always worked in sort of communications and public relations um, ever since kind of 2003-ish. So it's always been sort of messaging and um, helping to share people's stories. Um, I think just it's something that I have been you know really I've really loved doing is is telling people's stories all the way along I mean even I can remember sort of going back to being in in primary school and we set up a little set up a little kind of magazine in primary school and you know we'd interview teachers and you know I'd do sort of Easter projects I'd you know interview about history and I'd go and interview little you know some of the older people in the village you know about their stories and things like that so I've always just loved sharing people's stories and I guess over time that has evolved to then helping organizations to share their stories and and helping them to um, shape their messages and share them in a way that's going to help them achieve their their goals you know whatever those those goals might be so yeah I've just always had this love of people and and what they do and and why they're doing it and so that's what I'm really passionate about and sharing that and so when you say in the village where did you grow up oh in the village yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, so (laughs) I grew up in the UK so I come from a part of the UK which is called Devon so it's right in the countryside and so it's little quaint thatched cottages and small villages you know where everyone knows everyone and then I moved to New Zealand in about 2006 on my travels, met my husband and kind of the rest is history. So I've been in, been in New Zealand since, yeah, since 2006 now. So, and continued in the same line of work. And then um, after I had my daughter in 2010, decided I didn't want to go back to PR agency life and wanted to sort of set out and do my own thing really. And yeah, it's sort of grown into the business that I've got today and and yeah yeah amazing that's so good and I mean there's so many so many women that I know I mean that's how I started my business was coaching women who had had really great careers in comms and legal and marketing and all the rest of it who were just like yeah no I don't want to do that anymore really want to do my own yeah. thing so not an uncommon story at all uh, and so when you started your business, did you have an idea of who you wanted to work with? Well, when I started my own business, actually, I was really lucky in that I, one of my my biggest clients actually um, heard that I was going out on my own and eventually I ended up working, working with them. So I was able to, they were a health-based organization, um, a big one over here in New Zealand. And so I was able to continue doing a lot of work for them initially while I was sort of getting to grips with the whole kind of 
online space and online world and it, and it took a while actually um, and a lot of my work sort of initially came through uh, referrals um, which was really helpful and especially in that kind of stage of I guess navigating you yeah. know social media and and figuring all of that side of things out so um, yeah it's just been a, a kind of a a constant evolution I guess like for many people it is you know in, in their businesses that they are you know constantly evolving and niching and and sort of working their way through until they decide who they really want to work with and I have changed over the years in terms of you know I was working for some quite bigger public organizations um, and I realized just that there are so many women out there um, who like me do really amazing work but find it really difficult to articulate what it is that they do in a really clear and compelling way and so that's when I sort of started turning my messaging towards um, helping you know women like me so service-based business owners to sort of share their message in a more clear and, and compelling way really so that's that's how it's evolved and then just focusing more on the the copywriting side as well as the messaging side and sort of losing some of the the wider PR and, and communication mm. side of my business so yeah, yeah amazing I mean I think that that's one of the biggest issues when it comes to confidence in business like when I speak to women in business because we've obviously got this a similar audience is that they're just not confident with how they're talking about what it is that they do and how they yeah. do it in a really succinct way as well. And so yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest things is like, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to sound different. I don't know exactly like what I want to say as well. Like when it comes to their website or their socials and things like that. So uh, that's why I was really excited to get you on to talk about this. And we've got so much to get through. So I'm excited because I think this is going to be super juicy. And I know that my listeners are going to love this because I think that a skill that we all want to have, especially today, because we're writing captions, we're writing for our website, we're just, we're writing blog posts, show notes, like whatever it is, creating content and writing is just part and parcel of being a business owner these days. And unless you're at a point where you can always be hiring a copywriter, I think it's a skill that we have to learn and hone as well. And so I think that's why I think this is a really important conversation for us to have because, I mean, even for me, you know, I write a lot of my copy and then I usually get a copywriter to finesse it and copy edit and things like that for me, but I'm writing a lot even yeah. now. So yeah. yeah. And I'm writing book number two at the moment. So I'm looking forward exciting. to learning how I can make it a bit more exciting and interesting as well. <laughs> so no, no pressure, Hayley. No, no on pressure that. at all. No, no. <laughs> I think you're, you're completely right in terms of what, what you're saying. I think it is a, a massively valuable skill that is really useful for anyone to learn. So, and it's, it's not about being a natural writer. Uh, it's actually about learning just some key sort of techniques and tactics to, to sort of bring into um, your, I guess, your toolkit for when you're yes. actually writing things for your, for your business. And, 
and knowing exactly how you want to talk about your your business is also really good for when the time comes that maybe you do want to to work with a copywriter in in terms of being able to share your messages with that that copywriter and your voice and all of those things that make kind of your your brand you um you know making sure that they understand that so that they can capture that really well for you as well so I think it's really good skill to to sort of try and learn if you can at at the start for sure awesome so good well let's dive in so what are the key things where are we starting when it comes to banishing boring copy Hayley Yes. So I guess the the big thing is that, you know, we are living in kind of a a time and gosh, this makes me sound really old, but (laughs) we're living in a, you know, living in a time where, you know, there are so many distractions that are going on all around us, you know, and that's, that's online and, and offline, particularly if you have kids and that sort of thing. Um, But, you know, we're particularly living in kind of a culture or society that is really infotainment based. You know, we, we want to be engaged engaged with whatever it is that we are doing so if we're we're reading or if we're watching tv we actually want to consume information that is is really interesting and informative at the same time and that um is easy to consume um i guess you know we're as humans we're generally kind of pretty lazy and and we like things to be nice and easy for us which is you know which is completely fair enough because we're all just we're all just so busy and so it's it's about thinking about your copy in terms of you know how can I make this really easy for my my readers to consume how can I make it a little bit more interesting um, and attention grabbing and you know how do I also hold their attention once they have actually started um, once they've actually started reading um, the copy as well because you know we spend so much time every single week writing copies as you said earlier for our business whatever it might be blog posts emails you know website copy that sort of thing and so you know we put all this effort into it so we just actually want to make it really really solid good copy that people are actually going to read because at the end of the day you can spend hours doing it but if it's if it's boring, (laughs) you know, people aren't going to consume it. They're not going to read it, which means that, you know, they're not going to take any kind of action action with you. So whether that's, you know, signing up to be part of your email community or buying your product or, you know, booking your services, they're not going to take action if they're not feeling kind of encouraged um, or enticed to read so it's really about looking at how we can kind of take those principles, I guess, of kind of infotainment without simplifying what it is that we do too much and sharing and communicating our message in a way that's kind of um, nice and snappy and, you know, is fun and engaging and is full of our, our personality as well. Yeah, and I think the other thing with that is it does come back to that personal brand and that brand experience is that if we don't nail this as in creating copy that people are interested in, then I'm not going to continue to read or I'm not going to continue to follow. And so it's making sure that the copy that we create is interesting so that people are like, oh, I'll go back and read the next post or I'll go and revisit because I know that I'm going to get value or it's going to be interesting or entertaining or things like that. So I think crafting this skill and becoming better at it really helps your business grow. 
Oh, completely. Like, I think that, you know, as I was saying just now, it's, you know, it is a key skill for us to, to learn to kind of use in our business. And um, I think also it's about how we make ourselves more memorable to our audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I call it, you know, how you sort of make yourself sticky to your audience and, and goes back to that point you, you just said around, you know, we want to keep people coming back. You know, we want people to engage with us, to comment on our, our posts, to, in, to look forward to the emails that we're going to send them, um, you know, to, to want to kind of grab a cup of tea and sit and read through your website because they just really love the way that you come across and all of that sort of thing. And it's also about um, people these days, you know, we, we don't just want to know, you know, what it is that you do um, and how you do it. We actually want to connect really deeply with, with the person who is actually doing it. So, yeah. um, you know, we want to know things like, you know, do we have the same kind of values? And these are all, these are all the things that you're assessing as a, a potential client. You're yeah. particularly for service-based businesses. If you're thinking about say working with a, a coach, for example, you want to generally know before you work with that person you know do we share similar values do we share similar perspectives um you know do I like their personality do I think I could kind of vibe with them do I think I could get on with them and then also you know do I think I can open up to them and share you know things about my business or things about my life that um you know, are really important to be able to share. Do I feel safe and comfortable in doing that? And by infusing our copy with more personality, mm. it allows us to communicate all of those things that I was just talking about, you know, through our copy in a really natural way so that our reader can get a really good sense of actually the person that we are, the values that we have and our, our perspectives. So who we are as a person um, and not just who we are as a, you know, a business and what we do. So I think that's why it's really important to um, think about how you can infuse that personality and that life into your, your copy as well. And so just on that, when it comes to trust, how do you think, like, what are the things that, and you can give an example for yourself, but what builds that trust for you? What are the elements of copy that build trust? Well, for me, it's really, I think that, you know, and, and something that I always come back to with my clients is um, really asking, starting with the, the basics and asking them, you know, what are your, your brand values um, and things like what do you want to, to be known for? And, um, you know, how do you want your audience to think of you as well? Um, and then actually looking at how we can kind of create, you know, copy that, that speaks to, you know, the skills and expertise that they that, that you know my client has for example in a way that you know not only just speaks you know to the credibility that they've got and the you know the authority or the expertise that they've got but it is also actually um you know quite uh compelling as well and this is another thing that I think a lot of women in business don't do because that credibility really does 
lead to trust. And I think a lot of women are too scared to say, well, actually I've been in brand strategy for 10 years. I've worked with global brands. I've done X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. I think that a lot of times they, uh, they feel like if they say it or if they share it, somebody's going to think that they're boasting. But I think that from what you just said, it's, you know, it is sharing the values. You know, the question to, you know, my listeners right now, when last did you share your values with your audience? Uh, when last did you kind of share a win or something that makes you credible? Like what have you done in the past? And and I'm a big one on story selling. So it's not like I'm going to yeah. say, oh, did you know this, this and this about me? It's actually bringing it into a story where, you know, I remember back when I was working with, you know, a big four consulting firm doing X, Y, and Z, this is what the experience was, or this is the challenge that I had, or this is the story I want to share with you. And I think just almost dropping little things like that in are almost like credibility, you know, drops where somebody, where you're not actually blowing your own horn, but you're like, did you know, did you know that I've kind of done these things? Is that something that you kind of work with clients to do as well? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I I definitely think that, you know, especially as female business owners, we kind of need to toot our own horn a little bit more. (laughs) And I I completely agree that, you know, we have to weave. It's not about, for example, I see a lot of about pages um, that read a bit like a CV. Um, And, you know, so it's not about listing, you know, all your credentials and your certificates and, and awards and things like that. It's actually about, as you say, how you share what you've done and the experience that you've got and the skills that you've got in a way that is um, more of a more of a story um, or is, you know, sort of more anecdotal and and entertaining in terms of how how it comes across rather than just kind of listing this is what I've done you know this is my experience because I think also there's a lot of um, experience and skills that we get during during the years that might not necessarily be anything to do with the specific work that we are doing you know we can Mm. glean a lot from other things that have happened in our life as well um so I think being always able to use examples in your copy and um, share your story and your experience in, in other ways rather than just sort of bullet pointing it is, is always a really good thing to be able to do as well. Yeah. And another thing that I've got is that I've got a whole lot of kind of travel things like travel's a big thing for me. And so it's that I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like this is where I've traveled. This is what I've done. Me on like Titicaca. Like I think that like I love that stuff about people. So, yeah. you know, I want to know what you've done and, you know, all the rest of it and the credibility, but I also, that personality piece, I love knowing where people have come from, where they've been, like fun things about them, those sorts of things as well, which I think is important to personality copy. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's also knowing your audience as well. So knowing the kinds of stories that they're going to enjoy as well. Um, You know, what are the things that they really want to find out a little bit more about you? What are the things, the interests that you have in common as well? So I think it's, it's looking at all of those elements and the commonalities that you have with your audience and thinking about how you can bring some of those through into your website copy or to your email 
emails, for example, and your social media posts too. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about how we can kind of add more personality into into our copy as well so that yeah. I know that you're sitting there listening. I'm sure you've got a pen and paper as well. But for those who are, you know, walking the dog and all the rest of it, you'll have to come back and take notes because I think some of these things we definitely kind of want to almost go back over the stuff that we've created because sometimes we create things and then we leave them for quite a long time. And it's always worth going back and saying, does this still reflect who I am? Does this still help me stand out? And does this have the personality that I want it to have. So I think that, you know, what we're going to talk about now is a really great opportunity for people to sit down and assess like where they are with their copy and whether they need to give it a bit of a, give it a bit of a boost as well. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think, you know, and anyone can do this at any, any stage, really. It's just a case of going back and going, actually, you know, is there something I can add to my copy or could I change this section on my website to make it, you know, easier to read, more interesting to read or more engaging. So um, some of the tips that I've got to share, you know, go into some of those things as well. Awesome. Let's do it. Cool. So I guess, um, you know, one of the first things that I hear from people when I talk about personality copy, you know, writing copy that's kind of more infused with personality is, you know, oh my gosh, you know, does that mean I have to be kind of really loud and really kind of, you know, shouty and all caps, <laughs> you know, when I'm trying to create kind of more personality uh, in my copy? And, and the answer to that is, is no, you know, you don't have to be kind of loud and wild if actually, you know, you're, you know, quiet and reserved, for example. So there are lots of different ways that you can add personality to copy without actually just, yeah, using all caps and things like that. So um, that's um, one point to start off with before I kind of get going on the tips. Um, and at the end of the day, you're really wanting to come across as your yourself, really, because if you're trying to create a voice, you know, a brand voice, for example, that isn't you, it's, it's not going to be sustainable in the long run. So, you know, you're not going to be able to keep that kind of made up voice um, going, you know, over the long term. And you want to be really careful as well, because, you know, what happens if your website, for example, is written all in one kind of personality filled voice, and then actually you attract someone to you and you hop on a, a discovery call with them, for example, and there's a complete mismatch in terms of the personality that comes across. So, you know, that's why I often talk to my clients about making sure that the personality that comes through their copy and their messaging is always um, authentic. And I'm not a big fan of the word authentic. I think it's a bit overused, but, you know, it's authentic and genuine to, to who you are and it's not trying to be sort of someone else. Um, so that's another little pointer that I like to, to make. Um, but I have also found that, in terms of adding interest to your copy, it's not just about um, your personality. There are other ways that you can add interest to, to it. So for example, I've got sort of four main pillars that I go through and kind of assess when I'm, I'm working with clients. Um, and those are, you know, your number one is your brand voice and, and values. Uh, number two is you -ness, So that's, you know, your own own personality. 
Number three is the voice of your ideal client. And number four is, you know, how you can use structure and the flow of your copy to kind of make it actually more interesting to, to read as well. Awesome. Um, so, so I'll just dive into them. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with brand values and voice, um, I was saying just now around, you know, making sure that it's, you know, relating to your, your personality, but you know, your values essentially say quite a bit about your, your personality. And so it's always a really good place to start in terms of, you know, doing the work to make sure that you're really clear on, on your own brand values, because quite often I think we can get stuck into business. Um, but sometimes we've got to take that step back and make sure that actually, you know, what are the values that I want to, to drive my business forward from? Because when you are then talking to people, you know, through your copy um, or, you know, through any of the words that you're using, your values will help to shape um, the tone that you're using. So for example, you know, if one of your brand values is compassion, then the tone of voice that you're going to use is more likely to take on kind of a, you know, a caring or understanding supportive kind of voice. Mm. Um, Or if one of your brand values is fun, then you might write copy that is kind of more playful and lighthearted and, and that sort of thing. So always knowing where you're starting from with your values is a really good place for adding that kind of injection of personality and interest, but also making sure that you're strategically mm. communicating your values at the same time through everything that you're, you're doing um, so that people can get a really good sense of, um, you know, who you are as, as a person. And I also think that, you know, something I just want to just stop for one sec and just say, I think that we talk about values a lot, but I really want people to understand that they need to live and breathe their values. It's not something you wrote on a document once and then you're kind of done and it sits there. You know, for me, mine sit on my website as well. And, you know, for me, it's like knowledge and community and fun and it's about action and advocacy and things like that. So even when I write, I'm like, is this fun? Is this helping somebody to learn something? Because knowledge is one of my values. Am I like really incentivizing them and encouraging them to take action? Am I sharing around the advocacy that we do in our business and the charities that we support and things like that? And I think that really having your values at the forefront of your mind and the things that you, you know, you do in your business and the way that you speak and the things that you write is so important. Like they need to be living, breathing, breathing things that people can really connect to. Cause there's no point having values if somebody can't connect to them because you're n- never really living and breathing them in the things that you're doing. Yeah, completely. I think you know, it's it's so easy, isn't it, to go, oh, you know, do I really need to kind of have my, you know, brand values and my mission and my vision and, you know, my key messaging and, you know, quite often we'll do that work and it does get sort of put into a document and then it kind of gets locked away in a dusty digital folder mm. um, when actually what we want to do is is have it there and, and look at it, you know, all mm. the time just to help propel us forward in the way that we want to do to do business and I think particularly with your values you know it's also about making sure that you know every step of the way people are you know you're communicating as I said earlier you know strategically what you want people to 
feel and believe about your your brand Mm. and that's you know a really important part of that whole whole process and making sure that your copy is reflecting those those values because it's really easy for us to kind of separate separate them and and not to include those things and I think it's not just about um writing a bullet you know bullet point list again of your values it's actually you know how how do I make sure that the way I am saying something really communicates those those values as well what are the what are the stories that I can share within my within my copy within my website um, that communicate why these values are important to me um, what what they mean to you as a, a reader as well um, yeah, and why why it's really an important part of my business. So, yeah, I think looking for the different ways, like um, the storytelling, and also looking for little fun ways that you can kind of add little tidbits of information about your values. So it might be adding, you know, little side notes or um, brackets or you know, little pieces of micro copy that kind of mm. just add little details that are kind of maybe a little bit fun. You know, what you really stand for yeah. because I think increasingly people are wanting to see from businesses you know brands actually what people stand for what they really believe in what they don't believe in you know what they support because yeah. again it helps us to feel connected to that brand and you know that again will will support that that person to come along and um you know engage with us as well and start a conversation yeah and build that trust like we were talking about yeah, exactly. That's it. So I will jump into Eunice, which was the second one of my pillars. And so this is actually, um, you know, infusing your copy with your personality. So um, there are a few different ways that you can do this. I mean, there are quite a few, but I've just sort of pulled out a couple for today. But one of these is through your, what I call your you-isms. So these are the expressions and the phrases and the words and kind of greetings, I guess, that you use daily in conversation and that are, you know, really distinctly you. So for example, it might be the way you say, you know, howdy instead of hello. So quite often I'll say howdy to people. Um, or, you like know, a cowboy. Be, yeah. <laughs> 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 or it could be the way that you sign off your emails, um, you know, like, like sort of peace, love and ice cream or, you know, go forth and be fierce, you know, those sorts of things. Um, or it might be that you've got certain words and phrases that you've coined yourself. Um, so, for example, if you think about, you know, Pipolio, she's really well known for, you know, everything is figure outable. I yeah. always have problems saying that word. I know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, um and you know and it's so it's not just you know your words and phrases that you're using it's you know think about the other things that you can add when you are writing um so it could be things that you really love you know and adore or you know can't get enough of so if you've heard of Jenna Kutcher you know she talks a lot about mac and cheese Suze you obviously talk about lychee martinis (laughs) so that comes across um and yeah and so and so something with my brand theme that I talk about now is um so I've got a big cat brand theme so things that I will say will be you know make a fierce impact or roar and rise you know those kinds of things so think about yeah the words and phrases or the things that you really love that um you can bring in to kind of make your give your copy more life um Mm. you know and to let 
people in a little bit into you know your kind of inner sanctum and what you you know what lights you up inside so those are just some of the ways that you can do that and it helps to make your copy much more sticky it goes back to making your unique or memorable Uh, yeah and unique because at the end of the day what we're wanting is you know um you know attention spans are really short now and we've only got a really short amount of time to kind of really draw someone in and to encourage them to keep reading so you know you've got to find different ways to try and sort of stand out or to help people to remember you because um you know at the end of the day if they read your copy and then go away but they don't actually remember you because they've not taken any kind of action then it's going to be a really hard job to kind of draw them back in again Mm. whereas if there are little things that you're sharing about yourself through your words and your messages then it's much easier to for people to go ah I remember you know that the business coach or the accountant you know because they said this you know they had a really fun way of saying that or they loved so and so so I think it's just think about the things that you know you can add interest to your your copy and your messages with yeah. And I mean, I always talk about, I feel like the you isms are also kind of, you know, you can brand Jack as well with it. So if there's something mm-hmm. that you talk about all the time and that you really love, it's like, even when you're not around, when somebody reads that or sees that they think of you. And I think that that's one of the powers of making sure that you're infusing everything that you're doing with things that are uniquely you, because then you could have, you know, a number of people talking about the same topic that you're talking about, but the way in which you talk about it, uh, you know, just that it makes them feel like this is my person. And I think that if you can do things that make somebody feel like that's my person, I think that that's where, you know, you get that loyalty and that conversion and that, you know, where people talk about you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I I know, and I mentioned this to you um, recently that, um, you know, I've just created my new brand theme, Big Cats, yes. and um, someone on Instagram, um, we don't really know each other at all, but she um, DM'd me and, and had seen, you know, a, a notebook that had a leopard on it and was like, oh, you know, I was out and about and I saw this and it just made me think of there you. There you go. And so, and she sent me the photo of it and, the, yeah. you know, the message of it. And so... I think if you can do that and you can make yourself memorable through your copy or through your brand theme, then, you know, that's a really fantastic thing to to do. And that leads me on to this next point really nicely <laughs> because um, theming your copy is, is one of the ways that I, you know, say is kind of the ultimate way, I guess, to kind of add personality and to stand out. So it's about making your brand memorable, but it's it's not just, this isn't just a copy approach. This is actually kind of our whole brand approach. So it's about considering kind of a theme that's going to fit with your being all in on that theme. And so that's that's from your copy through to your visuals, you know, to your clothes and, and other things as well. So, and I think that, um, you know, writing with a theme in mind just enables you to be, you know, much more playful and interesting with your your copy as well. So, and so give me an example, Hayley, like what sort of, I know you were just talking about your theme could be yep. big cats. <laughs> Which, yep. If you go to Hayley's website, <laughs> you'll see what we're talking about. Um, and she even wears a lot of uh, print, leopard print as well. But what else, <laughs> like what other themes could we be thinking about? 
Well, I think it really, it depends on you, but, um, you know, and it comes back to, it's not about sort of just plucking a random theme out of the, mm. you know, out of the sky. It's actually thinking about it strategically. So, for example, does, you know, does this theme, help me to communicate you know my message more strongly um you know does it help me to to stand out so you know there are lots of people for example um who have sort of created brand themes so it might be um i can think of like you've got a private like someone who does a lot of research i know has created kind of a private investigator theme around you know the research side of their their business as well because it kind of comes back to that you know digging in and uncovering and then you can have a whole heap of fun you know with your copy and make it sort of aligned to you know to talk about that um in the past i've had an ice cream theme which is you know i've then again used um from a personality perspective and i've tied all my um, messaging and all my copy into that and my packages were all kind of named you know after certain ice creams and so on so I, I think love it. it's <laughs> I think it's about sitting back and saying you know what are things that I really love in in sort of life or in in business what is it that I actually do and and how you know how can creating a theme help me to communicate my message more strongly and help me to stand out from the crowd because I think that um quite often it's it's hard to stand out when you know particularly if you're in a competitive market and there's so many other people that are doing what you do that it's it's actually if you can find something to hook hook yourself onto hook your message onto um then you know it makes that job of becoming more memorable mm. sort of a lot easier and helps you to stick in people's people's minds because you know they go ah oh, you know that that person that you know has got the private investigator theme you know she does x y and z you know mm. you, they don't have to try and remember a business name all the time mm. so, so interesting I think I could do yeah. that more. Like, I mean, I'm like, I could do color or I could do yeah. maybe martinis, but then I really only like lychee martinis. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm going to have to have a think about it, but I really like that. And I think that the, I think that your big cat theme is something, you know, cause I know that a lot of your packages are called different things around that theme. Um, yeah. And I like the ice cream example as well. I think that makes it really easy to understand too that uh yeah. yeah so all your packages would be called yeah something different flavors and that sort of thing that's really yeah. interesting I don't think I've thought about a theme before I don't know whether I naturally have one I don't think I do but um but yeah I like that yeah no, and I think it just I mean my philosophy is, is that you know business kind of has to be fun as well yes. so that's another reason why I do it and you know I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be like normal, <laughs> you know, I want to. <laughs> You're in the right place. Of, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to I be normal? I want to try different things, yeah. you know, and, and have fun and, yeah. you know, and, and sort of bring a bit of joy into someone's day, you know. Yeah. It's like when I sort of was talking about um, my new theme and I'd launched it, a lot of people were like, oh, but we like the ice cream theme. <laughs> You know, they're like, oh, but this one's really good too. Yeah, it's very <laughs> so, unique and it you know, is memorable, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, and I used to see people saying, oh, there's that girl that, you know, the, the ice cream copywriter. 
so you it. know so it does it does work and I think that's that's just something that we all need to think about in mm. terms of how can we make ourselves more memorable yeah so you know whether it is through your copy or through something else it's actually you know how can we make ourselves more picky to people how can we make ourselves more memorable so actually when the time comes that they do yes I remember seeing someone that you know did this um you know and they had this theme or they had this particular way of speaking so mm. yeah so interesting well if you're listening to this and you come up with the theme you'll have to share it with us uh, yeah. on Instagram when you share this episode. You'll have to let us know what your theme is, but I love that. That's so interesting. I'm going to have to start thinking now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's next? I think, and, yeah. and just, just one more point on that. I think, you know, if theming your copy and things like that is um, some, the route that you do go down, I think you just need to balance it so that your message doesn't get lost because okay. it's all very well to kind of go all in on it and, you know, write with all these kind of puns that are related to the theme and so on. But then actually, you know, you kind of confuse your reader. So yeah. it's Don't really go overboard. important for it to be, yeah, not to go overboard. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, cool. Okay, so the next one is uh, drawing on your voice of ideal client. Um, and so really kind of interesting copy and, and the kind that is going to keep your readers reading, sort of your potential clients reading, is copy that kind of fuses together a mix of your personality with the language that they use. So the words and the phrases that they use to describe their problems and desires and, and their transformation and that sort of thing. And so... This actually means actively going out and finding out exactly how your ideal client talks. It's all very well for us to sort of think to ourselves, no, you know, I, I speak to enough people. I speak to enough clients. I know, I know what it is that they, you know, that is their that is their sort of problem that they're having. Um, but instead of basing it on the kind of the, the assumption level, what we actually want to do is go out and actually get the specific words that they are using. Mm. And so that means actually, um, you know, speaking to your ideal clients or speaking to the people that, you know, you really want to work with in the future. So any past clients that you've had that you've really enjoyed working with or any current clients, you know, get on the phone with them and ask them questions about, you know, what were the problems that they had when they were looking for someone like you? Um, you know what you know how did it make them feel what is it that they were looking to achieve you know what and, and not just from a logical you know practical perspective but from an emotion an emotional perspective too um so asking them questions like that and make sure you're sort of recording those calls and you know transcribing them and then breaking those uh conversations up and and keeping a running tally if you like of all of the different words and phrases that people are using and you can also go and into like facebook groups and places like that um where you know your ideal clients hang out search for the problem that you're helping people with um, and do the same again. Look at the comments. Look how people are talking about or asking for help on certain things and lift lift that language and those words and, and sort of record it again. You know, Google Sheets is a great place to do something mm. like this. Um, 
go through your testimonials, same thing. Look at how they're talking about specific things. You can, if you're a product-based business, for example, you can go onto Amazon and look at the reviews for, you know, on Amazon for similar products to yours, for example, and see how client uh, customers are talking about those particular problems and how it's helped them or not. Um, and then what we want to do is any time that you're writing your copy, you're wanting to use those words and phrases in your copy as well as using your own kind of personality and, and sort of life as well. And mm. it's it's a sort of process called mirroring. So it just helps us to use language that our ideal clients are using so that, you know, they are fe feel really understood understood and heard um, and that we're conveying that we know where they're they're coming from because we've actually done we've taken the time to do the research to find out exactly how they're feeling and what they're struggling with um, and then obviously it's going to your copy will appeal to them more because it's it's full of the um, personality their personality it comes across from when they are going through these particular struggles or challenges themselves and then obviously coming out the other side as well. So it's a really important part of the process. Um, and I always think that, you know, copy's not going to be as effective if you don't include this piece of the puzzle mm. um, in it, particularly in things like your, your website copy as well. You really need to be able to speak directly and deeply to your, your ideal clients. And, you know, if they can't see themselves in your copy, then they're just not going to um, be switched on. Then they're not going to be engaged with what it is that you're trying to say. They've really got to see themselves painted in, in the picture that you're, mm. you're trying to, to convey. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And even when I think about like when I read copy, you know, I I either connect with it or I don't. And if I feel like they're not really like, well, I'm like, I don't really know whether they're speaking to my problem. I don't really know if like they're not really talking about the transformation or the solution, uh, then I feel like they don't really know me. So this is probably not yeah. the right person for me as well. So I think just doing some of that work can really help you to, like you said, speak exactly to what people need right now. And I feel like because the market's always evolving and what people need evolves, even though, you know, it just the way that you speak about it might change. So the problem might stay the same, but just make sure that it's still up to date and current and relevant to the clients that you want to be speaking to now. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that's that's it. As you say, you know, you just I think the more uh, research you can do around how your ideal clients talk and the more you can. And I say, you know, record it, keep it um, that the more you are going to be able to speak, speak to them, you know, and I think that having kind of that running list of how they are talking and sharing about their problems, you know, it's fantastic as well for, you know, if you are trying to create content for, you know, social media posts or anything like that, you know, yeah. or if you're trying to come up with ideas for your emails and things, you know, it's, it's actually, you can go back to that voice of customer kind of document that you've got and you mm. can say, you know, what in here can I, can I use to kind of communicate with my, with my audience yeah. and really resonate with them around how I help them. So it's just such a valuable exercise to do and just to get into the practice of always, always doing. So anytime you're having conversations with your ideal clients,
friends just keep a record of how they're how they're talking as well yeah love it yeah Yeah. and I think it is something that we need to continue to think about too like it's not like done once and forget yeah yeah exactly that's it like and because like you say you know over time things might evolve and change your ideal client might evolve and change and so if you're always constantly on the lookout for how they they talk then um, you're always able to make sure that your copy is kind of speaking to the right people so that you're attracting those right people to you yeah because otherwise you're going to end up in that situation again where there is that that mismatch you know or maybe you're not getting the right people coming through the door and perhaps it's because your copy's still speaking to an older audience you know a different audience rather than kind of the new audience that you're wanting to to talk to so just always doing that and refreshing it is a a really good thing to do yeah awesome so good all righty and so another way um to add more life to your personality um more life to your personality (laughs) more life (laughs) more life to your copy yeah is um to look at you know the structure of your you know your words as well so if it's on your your website or online you know in your email so the structure and the flow so first off the first thing that I like to say is you know just write like you you speak um, because you know for so long it's been drummed into us that you know to be sort of professional you know we have to write in a, in a particular way you know and that's the, the corporate way the you know 100% grammatically correct way you know the old school English way and but all this actually does is kind of really sucks the life out of your copy and it makes it really hard work to read. You know, it makes it read like a, a textbook essentially mm. and no one wants to read an old school textbook or a report, you know, yeah. it's like, ugh. So, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, completely lose and forget all your spelling and grammar. <laughs> you know, you don't want it to be kind of a completely sloppy sort of typo ridden, ridden mess, essentially. <laughs> yeah. um, but what it is, is just saying, you know, is let your personality sort of shine through. So if you write, if you have a particular way that you write, but you sort of stop yourself from writing that way because you can feel your old school teacher sitting on your shoulder wagging her finger at you Mm. or his finger at you you know it's it's actually just sort of brush them off and just go ahead and write the way that you want to write so but also doing things like you know getting rid of that kind of corporate speak you know a lot of the the big words that we're encouraged to use um you know any technical jargon that your audience might not have a a good understanding of you know so get rid of those big fancy words and the sort of meandering paragraphs that make you kind of gasp for breath um and you know think about changing up some of your your sentences so you know if you want to write sentences that are only two words long you can go ahead and and do it you know and if you want to start a sentence beginning with and do it you know that's something that I know for me has was drummed into me all the time you cannot start a sentence with the word and but actually I do it now all the time (laughs) you know because it just for me, that's that's my style of writing. And yeah. and so I've learned over time to just write how I, as a person, enjoy writing. So I think that's a really important thing is if you write in a way, don't force yourself to write in a kind of a stiff, 
old-fashioned grammatically mm. correct way you know just kind of write freely and then go back and, and edit it and you know everything sort of will then come a lot more easily and it will mm. also allow you to bring much more life into the to the copy as well yeah love it yeah it's interesting because when I get transcripts sent to me there are a lot of sentences that start with end yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I'm really oh, conscious exactly. of I, I'm really conscious of them as well. But that's yeah, that's a really interesting thing. And I think you've just got to find your flow, like we were talking about. And I think that when you are in flow, then however it comes out is how it comes out. As long as when you read it back, it sounds and feels like you. I think that's yeah. such an important thing. Yeah, and I think also, you know, any writing that you write, make sure you read it back to yourself and read it out aloud. Because sometimes when you're reading something in your head, you know, it sounds very different to when you actually read it aloud. Mm. Like, and and just, yeah, just check yourself because sometimes you'll write something and, you know, you'll think it sounds punchy and pacey, but you'll read it back and you'll go, gosh, this actually sounds quite aggressive. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's a case of then, you know, just just checking, just checking that. So always make sure you read things al- aloud to yourself as well. Um, I'm constantly sitting here reading things aloud to myself. <laughs> like my husband works in the, the room next door and the office next door. And I'm sure sometimes he thinks, you know, who's she talking to? And it's just me talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when I wrote my first book, Play Big Brown Bold, and then I went and I did the audio recording, there was so many times where I was just like, oh, that's so not how Mm. I wanted that to sound or like, why did I write it like that? And I picked up so much through that audio process as well. Like I ended up rewriting an entire chapter because when I read it, I was like, yeah, that's not what I wanted to say at all about that particular thing. So Yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. And yes, now I try and read out loud more often. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And another thing you can do is um, to start getting really specific as well with your with your words, with your copy. So because I say that vague copy is vanilla copy, essentially. So, you know, if it's void of any detail at all, it's it's not necessarily going to be very engaging. So what you want to do is um, infuse your copy with detail because that's going to help you to create, you know, really vivid descriptions. And that's going to help you to add sort of color and life and, and much more interest for the reader. So your job when you're writing copy is to help you to sort of encourage your reader to imagine the scene. So, you know, once they can imagine the scene, then, you know, they're going to be far more captivated. You know, they're going to be drawn into the story mm. and that's going to help them to, to keep on reading. And then overall, if they're feeling like what you are sharing is, you know, really interesting and compelling, then that's going to help them to take action. So, for example, if you're reading a fiction book, if every single sentence was really vague, it's not going to make for a good story. So you need those little details to kind of create that imaginary scene in your mind. So, for example, um, I'll just give a quick example here. So instead of saying something like Sue sits staring at the blank, blank screen, wondering what to write, you know, you could say something or I could say something like, you know, Sue stares bleary eyed at the blank Google Doc, the cursor taunting her with each blink of the thin grey line. Her brain, like the stained coffee mug on her desk, is empty. She can't figure out what to write. Oh, guess who's the copywriter <laughs> so, in the room? Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. So you, now, so, you know, you might not want to kind of go in as much that much, you know, detail as that, yeah. but you can just see that one is helping you to kind of paint much more detail in your, mm. in your mind around, you know, the picture that you're trying to create. And so the picture I'm trying to create there is, for example, you know, someone sitting there staring at that computer screen going, I really just have no inspiration I just mm. don't know what to write I've been sat here for ages and ages and the words just are not coming um so it's just adding those little little details in there can just make it far more um interesting to to the list uh, yeah. to the reader anyway yeah awesome. um and other things you can do so that would be around considering the five sen- the five senses so in the scene that you're trying to paint a picture of you know what can you, you know, see and hear and smell and feel and taste? Now, you don't need to describe all of those. You know, it might just be one or one or two of them. Um, you know, for example, you might talk about, you know, you've gone to grab a coffee, but you might give the detail about what type of, of coffee it is and, you know, the frothiness or, or something like that. So it's just about, yeah, how you can bring more kind of a vivid picture to to your words um and as i say you don't need to go over overboard with it um you're just wanting to engage people a little bit more and help them to, to kind of picture themselves in that scenario as well okay so another thing that you can do is to mix up the tempo with your copy so if you think about when you're having a conversation with a really good friend you don't talk in a really kind of monotonous way you know your your all the sentences that you're using they're going to be varied your voice is going to be going up and down and, and that sort of thing so again it comes back to writing like you you speak so when you are writing you don't want to have a constant sort of supply of long drawn out paragraphs and, and big blocks of text that kind of go on and on you know especially with with website copy we need to really kind of mix things up and so you can use um, sentence length in order to kind of mix up the tempo and break up that monotony so for example you can use short sentences to kind of convey urgency and excitement and action and to sort of grab attention as well. Um, and you can use longer sentences to help your reader feel much more relaxed and settled in and, and to paint some of those vivid pictures to add some of that extra detail as well. And by varying them up, um, it just helps to, to break up that, that monotony that we find sometimes when we're kind of confronted with the massive page of, of content to read. And, and mm. because essentially that's what scares people off a lot of the time is like, oh, look at all this, these words I've got to read. You know, actually yeah. I haven't got time for that now. I need to, to go and do you know the washing or whatever it is that you've got to do yeah um and so and the same goes for you know i say write your copy for scanners so you know in that that same stroke you know when you are writing try and think about how you like to consume content and quite often you know as humans we like to read content that is is broken up and easily signposted so I suggest, first of all, thinking about the letter F, because a lot of um, the eye tracking studies that have, have been out show that, you know, websites, for example, we tend to read things in a formation of a, 
a letter F. So we kind of go across the, the top and then we sort of go down a little bit and then we go in a little bit and then we scroll down a little bit. And so it creates that letter F. So mm. what you're wanting to do is to put your really key points along those that kind of letter f shape particularly on your your website um, and then obviously the less important information try and, and include that sort of further down a page for example um, but then think about how you are presenting your your copy as well so you know as i said you know make sure you're using headings make sure you're breaking things up with subheaders Think about how you can actually bring in more visual aids to go with your copy. So use icons that yeah. sort of sit with small snippets of text. Um, and yeah, look at how you can add images in to kind of reinforce the copy that you are writing. So make sure that they are kind of working together to kind of add a bit more interest and life to the copy. Mm. Um, and one important thing that I talk to lots of clients about is if they are looking to, to write their own website and they are looking for a new template or a theme, always write your copy first because you never want to have a, a template that you then go, well, these are all the boxes that I need to put copy in. So I'm going to just write copy to stuff in here and here and here. Yeah. You actually want to make sure that you have crafted your copy so that it really shares your message in a way that's unique to you. Mm. So make sure that your templates or your themes that you're using are really easily editable so that you can, you know, order the copy and the flow of the copy in the way that is actually going to be most attractive to your, your ideal clients as well. So the same with design. Um, generally, I always say it's copy first and design second mm -hmm. um although you know design really should be there as well to make sure that you are um really emphasizing your copy and elevating it as well so they're really important paired together but go with your your copy first and then create the design around around that as well yeah so interesting uh and, and I think the other thing like I'm about to go into a website redesign soon and we've kind of been in that kind of playing of well we've got the copy from the current website and we're going to get that rewritten but then do we keep the same structure which I don't really want to do like I don't want that to like I want us to to kind of think about the two together like how do we want the look and feel to be what do the words have to be like that's mm. obviously so important mm. but I think also just rethinking about what it is you want to say and making sure you don't stick with what you've always done too yeah. and kind of making yeah. sure that it, it's kind of still fresh and up to date and it still says what you want it to say uh, especially when you are kind of potentially in that redesign phase too. Yeah, completely. No. And it's, it's also about, you know, what can you do that's maybe with your with your words and you know, that's maybe a little bit unexpected and looking at words that are maybe overused. Mm. Because what happens is when when our words, you know, become overused just in, in general use by, you know, everyone. Um, 
they become a bit like wallpaper. You know, people just don't see them. They, they actually end up lacking any meaning at all because people are just so used to seeing them day in, day out. So actually thinking about, you know, okay, so say I want to use the word authentic. Well, actually, what can I use instead, for yeah. example? You know, that's actually going to make people stop and go, oh, okay, you know, it's not, you're not using the same same old language that everyone else in your industry, uh, for example, uses as well. So it's looking for little unique ways to sort of stand out slightly, slightly differently and, and be more, more memorable. Yeah, totally agree. I always talk about a language lexicon, which is what you want to talk about, but all the different ways you, you can talk about it so that you're not stuck in the same thing all the time. Just makes it more interesting mm, for everybody exactly. as well. But yeah, no, I love that. Oh my gosh, that was jam-packed, Hayley, like so much. And I love some, I mean, some of the things that I'm, I'm definitely going to have a think about is my theme. I want a yeah. theme now. I'm excited I'm about like, that. What's my theme going to be? <laughs> uh, and yeah, I feel like I need to revisit my, I, my voice, the voice of my ideal client. Like I've got a lot of content from old clients or from clients and just making sure that we're using those. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I really love that. So thank you so much for sharing all awesome. of your knowledge with us today. My pleasure. That's exciting. Thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. And so uh, tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up as well. So what's, what's, what's happening? what's happening in my world so yes. um next month um which will be kind of end of june-ish i think um i have my website copy accelerator that is going to be opening its doors for the very first time exciting I'm very excited about so this is um kind of a group coaching program that is really designed to help uh, you know, service-based business owners to write their own website copy. So it takes you page by page through your, your website copy. And just, I'm there every step of the way to kind of hold your hand and guide you through that process of, of writing each page and really helping to communicate your, your message in a way that's going to captivate your audience. Um, because I know that, you know, for a lot of people, you know, they either want to write their own website copy or, you know, they need to from a budget perspective, they're not quite ready to work one-on-one -on -one with a copywriter. Um, but sometimes, you know, when it's our own website copy, it can kind of sit there for a long time and we sort of procrastinate on it and it takes a really long time to kind of get it out the door. So this is kind of designed to give you that support in a group setting to sort of get out there and get it done and then, you know, get your website up and running. So that's yeah, amazing. Up for me. That's exciting yeah. for sure. Uh, and so where can people go to find out more about it? Obviously we'll have all the links, but for those who are walking the dog, where's the best place to go? So the best place to go is directly to my website. So it's um, hayleymaxwell.com. And, um, you know, if you're interested in hopping on the wait list for the website Copy Accelerator, then, then that's right there at the very top. Um, and I've also got my freebie, which is writing um, copy with kind of personality. And that um, will reiterate some of the tips that I've been through today. So you don't necessarily need to kind of scribble them you know, have scribbled them awesome. all down. You can go back and, and grab it from me there. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll have all of those links in the show notes as well. And what's your Insta? Because my, my community love a bit of Insta. Oh, yes. Yes. It's Hayley Maxwell writes. So that's where you can find me there. All one word. Hayley Maxwell. Yeah. Hayley Maxwell writes all one word, no hyphens. Yep. Awesome. Fantastic. Hayley, thanks so much for hanging out. 
Thank you, it's awesome. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. That was such a chunky, meaty episode. I I just love the way that Hayley talks about copy, if I'm honest. I think that her take on themes and a couple of other things that she mentioned just is a bit different. And I know that she's really passionate about ethical marketing and consent marketing and things like that that I know she speaks about quite a lot on her Instagram so make sure you go and follow her on Instagram Uh, obviously all of her links will be in the show notes but she mentioned what her Instagram is as well and we're going to be doing an Instagram live together soon about consent marketing because I just don't hear it a lot I don't hear a lot of people talking about it and so I just really like the way that she writes for herself. I like the way she talks about copy. You know, like she was saying, I don't want to be normal. I want to be different. I want to, you know, be memorable. And those are the things that we so want. And so I'm super excited that you got to hear all of the incredible juicy nuggets that she shared. Make sure you go download her freebie. It's fantastic. I've downloaded it myself. So go and check that out. And yeah, share the episode. Make sure you go say hi to her and let her know what you thought of this episode as well. But that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.